Hello and welcome to another episode of the Healthy Hustlers podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Carafa. If you're new here, welcome. The Healthy Hustlers is a series of healthy conversations with influential hustlers, where together we chat health mindset and motherhood. Featuring easy to digest conversations with some of the most successful and influential people in our country, including the likes of Kayla Itzines, Megan Gale, Elise Knowles, Sarah's Day, Mick Fanning, and many more, this podcast is sure to give you a boost of healthy enthusiasm to fuel your health and well-being goals. With over 150 episodes for you to enjoy through storytelling, my aim is to offer you a fresh perspective and inspiring insights that will empower you to live a happier, healthier and more fulfilling life. This episode is brought to you by Pure Harvest new range of organic nut milks, hazelnut, macadamia, cashew and creamy oat. Pure Harvest new range of dairy-free milks are now available at Woolworths Australia-wide. Today, I had the absolute pleasure of being joined on the microphones by international chef, restaurateur, TV host, speaker, and entrepreneur, Sarah Todd. Since her debut on MasterChef, Sarah has become one of the most in-demand and renowned names in the industry. With a love and passion for Indian-inspired cuisine, Sarah has worked alongside some of the biggest names in the cooking industry, as well as collaborated and represented brands on a global scale. Featuring in nine TV shows, as well as landing her dream role as host of Farm to Fork, which aired on Channel 10 in 2021, Sarah has built a phenomenal career, which sees her jet-setting around the world to fulfill different roles while also working in her restaurant in India. I was super excited to get to know Sarah and find out about her healthy habits and the self-care practices that help this global sensation thrive. Here's Sarah. Hello, Sarah, and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. How are you today? I'm so good. Thank you. I just love the name of your podcast. I feel like it really fits for a lot of us. And um, yeah, it really just sums it up in in two words, which is awesome. Oh, that's so nice to hear. It's so funny. I feel like I was really in the hustle when I started this podcast as well. So the name felt really fitting because I was on a health journey, but I was like, so in this hustle and it was like trying to combine the two in this really nice way. So thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, But I'm so excited to chat to you today. You have had such an incredible career. It's actually like quite mind blowing to think how you fit everything into your day, to be completely honest. Um, You know, you did start out your career in as a high fashion model and now you're an international chef, um, TV presenter, speaker, entrepreneur. So I'm super excited to dive into your journey today and learn a lot more about your healthy habits. But I guess, can you take us back a little bit and I guess shed a little bit of light on the experiences that may have led you on the path that you are on today? Yeah, I think from a very young age, I realized that I had to work really hard to kind of uh, climb up the ranks. So I'm from a very small town of 2000 people called Walkerston in in Queensland. And my mom was always a really hard worker. So I knew that I wanted to do big things, but to get to that point, I had to work really hard. So straight out of school, I ended up getting five jobs to kind of support myself and save up. I bought my first block of land at uh, I think it was 18 or 19 years old wow. and 
used all these savings to um, basically start my career in modeling in Sydney. So it was, I think I've definitely had that fire inside me ever since I was very young, but I think it's just all the steps along the way has kind of directed me in this path. But I think I realized that I needed to be spending time on myself and on my body and also on my health and making sure that I had the energy to, to do all of these things, but at the same time, finding that balance and doing the things that you love and having that healthy hustle along the way. Yeah. Wow. Um, that's, I, I love that, um, you know, story of your early years and growing up in such a small town. I really resonate with that. I grew up in a tiny town as well. And yeah, seeing my mum always work and hustle, it definitely like ingrained something in you, doesn't it? As a young child. Yeah, it does. So when it was, um, there's so many layers to this, but even when, um, down to the point when I was born, my mum was running a motel. And so she would be breastfeeding, the buzzer would ring and she'd be like, oh gosh, like I'm going to go help someone throw me on the bed. I just lay there, not crying. (laughs) I attend to someone come back and then get back to the breastfeeding. So I think it really is nature versus nurture. There's a bit of um, you know, that ingrained in my mum that must have passed down, but also the way I was raised. My mum always taught me uh, to, yeah, have that juggle. Yeah, I love that. And now do you have a healthy habit at the moment that is really helping you and your family thrive? I honestly think that for me, what I've realised is a couple of things. First of all, it's not just one healthy habit. It really is a, a combination of a lot of different things and it's also about being free with what you're doing I think when I was younger I really was quite strict with how I was taking care of my body and the healthy habits that I had but it got to a point where it was too hard to maintain and it was affecting my life so I really needed to find a way to find habits that I can add into my daily life uh, when I'm traveling when I'm at home, when, you know, in between the school pickup and and all the extracurricular activities. So for me, my healthy habits really do change on a daily basis. And it is always staying active, but it depends on which city I'm in. So I have my little habits that I have in every city when I'm working. And I think just finding things that work for you and keep it exciting, because I did go through that phase of, being in at the gym every day and, and trying to stick to that, but it just got impossible in the end. So things like um, yoga at home, whether it's meditation, I then do some, you know, more high intensity classes when I'm in different places. I have my spots that I go to and even down to, you know, I think even through a lot of moments in my life, I'm kind of jumping around here, but I, uh, there was points where, you know, things got so stressful because I have been juggling so many different things at once that, um, I never really told anyone this before, but I even, um, during MasterChef started taking some, um, like medication to stop my anxiety. And I realized it just made it worse. So, um, I tried beta blockers for a little while and what it did was just kind of numb the mind and it's impossible to think. And it was something that, just really didn't work for me. So I had to find healthier habits. And I think through using Wonderlust, finding these natural herbs that give you that same relaxation, but it's completely natural and it doesn't have any side effects. So for me, it's been 
like that roller coaster through life of different um, projects that I'm working on or opening a restaurant or filming a TV show. They, they both have these really big injections of stress and a lot to pull together. And I had to find ways to kind of manage that stress and anxiety that I started getting. So it's for me, it's things like meditation, you know, yoga, music, um, you know, finding even my music changes depending on my mood, if, mood, even my music changes depending on my mood, whether it's something that's calming or, and relaxing or it's the drive to school with my son and we're listening to like this morning, Imagine Dragons, this song called Bones. It's like, got such high energy and we're singing and we're dancing in the car and it's like, I think making those moments you know, fun and enjoyable, even though it's basically just a routine task on a daily basis. Oh, I love that you touched on that because I think that's, it's so important to make those, yeah, those routine tasks as fun as possible as well, because they can be really uplifting moments. Um, Even this morning, my daughter woke up and my son had been a little bit unsettled all night. And so um, my daughter was like, let's put on Rocco's happy song. And and so we laid in bed just listening to music at like, you know, seven o'clock in the morning. But I was like, oh, what a beautiful way to kind of like start our day, like and lift everyone's spirits instead of this like slug of like, oh, got to get up and do breakfast and get the kids ready and blah, blah, blah. It kind of injects that little, that little element of enjoyment. So I love that you touched on that. And it is, I think healthy habits, you know, you said it so beautifully of like, they do often change and it's really finding out what is working, what's helping you to be the best version of yourself. So, um, but it's great that you have those ones that you know that definitely work and you can kind of take with you anywhere. Um, how do you, I guess you obviously do a lot of traveling with, with your work. How do you find, I guess, the juggle, even mentally with that, you know, how do you kind of handle going from different time zones, being in different places, different climates? Do you have kind of any things that you resort to outside of like meditation? And yeah, yoga? I think, I think in the, in the early days, it was more mental than, it, and it was more mental than anything. I really tried to force myself to just be fine. And at times I realized it's okay to not be fine. And if I am really tired, it's, it's just the communication and, and being really open and honest with the people you're working with or whatever it is that you're doing that, you know, that it's hard to keep pushing through, you know, certain, um, you know, struggles that you might be going through. So I think I really realized that it's okay to not be okay. And, uh, started to let myself feel things and and not push myself too hard, whether it was being, you know, jet lagged and, and things like that. But for me, there's a couple of things. Hydration. I, I can, I can really see the difference in my energy levels if I'm dehydrated and mm, I can, definitely I can be a, a completely different person just from hydration and yes you always hear this drink eight glasses of water a day and but no one really tells you why or what it does to you but in in I can honestly see the difference in my energy levels just from drinking enough water and it can be sluggish it can also change my mood where my Mm. mood I feel quite low and I realize that I've probably been dehydrated for a few days whether it's the travel and um you know, long days on a shoot or at work where you haven't had enough water, you realize that your body and your energy levels really change. So that has been something that I'm, as soon as I start to feel low, I'm like, am I dehydrated? Probably. It's a huge huge part of it for me, for sure. 
Um, food as well. I think that it's really important when I'm traveling to try and maintain healthy habits. Mm. I think you actually get stuck in a bit of a rut. Once you start traveling and you start eating these unhealthy dishes because you're eating out a lot, your body gets more used to it and you start to crave those things. So I really try to, I still eat everything I have to for my work. I, I just had a three week trip where I was trialing new menus nearly every day. I was filming a cooking show where I was the judge. So eating like five dishes a day or more of these different dishes. So it's something that I've realized that's part of my career and that's my daily life. So finding ways where making sure that if the first meal of the day that I'm having is really nutritious and finding ways. And, and this can be, even if it's not something that you do for work where you're trying these different dishes, if you just genuinely love these foods, you don't need to cut it out, but it's finding that balance around that and finding ways to get in your nutrients and your healthier dishes around these meals. And also for me, it is around adding flavor to dishes. So there's this whole idea that healthy food is boring you know, it's salads and, and things like that. But, you know, finding ways to spice it up a little bit and it doesn't need to be chili. If you don't like chili, it can be all these other beautiful spices, you know, adding pickles or um, any, any sort of flavorings that is, again, good for the body because it's, um, you know, all the fermentation, which is great for the body. So for me, I'm all about like my fridge has got tons of different chutneys and pickles and healthy options to really boost up the flavor in a dish. So then, you can stick to things. So you don't feel like you're missing out on these healthy dishes. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love your awareness with all of these as well. Like you really sound like you're so aware of what serves you and what helps you be, you know, the best version of yourself, especially in, you know, stressful times. And I'm sure that has definitely evolved over your journey as well, um, as you've spoken about. But yeah, hydration is such a big one. I used to be so good at drinking water. And then when I had my first daughter and I started breastfeeding, for some reason, the taste of water was just like, I don't know. I just hated drinking water. Um, and so on my second pre pregnancy, actually one of my um, really talented friends, she's a midwife. She released this like hydration powder, which was for like breastfeeding and, and busy mums basically. And it has literally been like a game changer to me. And when it like being able to drink so much water again in the day, like the energy levels it gives me and just having that, like that little bit of hydration. So it doesn't just taste like plain boring water to me is like, I just can't believe the difference in my energy. So yeah, it was really interesting when you said that as well. Cause I'm like, I think we do often forget about how much just water and hydrating ourselves actually serves us as such an amazing healthy habit in everyday life. Yeah, it's really true. And it's also, and the fact that you said the the powder that add that you add to the water it's something even in ayurvedic medicine in india i've been looking into a little bit more as well they drink water it's called nimbu pani so it has a little bit of uh, lemon or lime and a pinch of salt oh, so yeah. it's just it's it helps your body retain the water so yes. adding a little bit of salt and flavorings to your water is okay at times so yeah I think it's finding out these little tips that help you to stay hydrated that really helps. And I'm sure that's exactly what's in the powder. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, I think it's just coconut water powder and stuff like it's all, it's all natural and um, low sugars and everything. So it just gives it that little kick of flavor of something that you just don't feel like you're so 
boring water all the time, you know? And so I feel like I'm drinking, you know, two and a half, three liters of water again. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I feel, I feel quite energized. This is amazing. <laughs> Just from simply being hydrated. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that you, that you mentioned that. Um, you know, you've spoken about your cooking and obviously that is a huge part of your career food and being around food and cooking food. Where do you get your inspiration from and where has it kind of continued to come from over the years to really stay inspired with with cooking? I think for me in the early years, I was really inspired by women chefs who had really made a name for themselves and pushed through the industry. It's a very male-dominated industry and it wasn't very regulated. It's changed now, but in the early days when I was younger, it was very tough and a very hard industry to be a part of. So I really looked up to people like Angela Hartnett, you know, Kylie Kwong, all these women who had opened their own restaurants and doing really well. So that's how it started. But now, honestly, my inspiration comes from home food. So when I travel anywhere, the first thing I do is find someone who, you know, I meet and I'm like, can you all auntie or your grandma or somebody cook for me at home and they're like what <laughs> but I'm like I don't want to go to any fancy restaurants I want to go to your home <laughs> I love so, that that's awesome yeah I think it's it's the most incredible food and there's you know it's been passed down generations often it's not really written down as a recipe so you just learn such incredible unique techniques and flavors and dishes that for me, that's where I gained my inspiration. And so, uh, yeah, I think for me, it really started off as studying the French cuisine. But as soon as I started to, to see Indian dishes and that real authentic home food, my whole cooking style really started to change. Oh, that's amazing. And I guess for what's one of your favorite, like go to quick and easy, healthy dinners. I know there's a lot of busy people that listen to the podcast who are either working in corporate or, you know, mums that are juggling quite a few hats. What's a go-to dish that's just like, you know, one of your favorites? So I actually, I have my spice blends made up in the pantry and I make a really quick curry. People think it's, it takes a long time, but you can make one in 20 minutes, you know, a chicken curry or a fish curry. And it's just like loaded with so many nutrients, all the spices, which have so many different antioxidants. And then I load it up with vegetables and it's good for my son. It's just like, he's gotten really used to you know, I mean, he's half Indian, half Australian, but growing up in Australia, his palate has definitely turned more Australian. And over the last few years, I've really tried to bring in more of those healthier curries and, you know, vegetable curries and chickpea curries. And he, his palate has just really gotten used to it, which I've, I'm really excited to see because you can just inject so many healthy items into a curry and, and he loves it. We'll be right back after this healthy break. Pure Harvest's new range of organic nut milks, which include hazelnut, macadamia, cashew and creamy oat, are now available at Woolworths Australia-wide. Purely the best, Pure Harvest range of natural and organic nut milks are made the way nature intended. With simple ingredients list, no nasties and only containing natural and organic ingredients. When I first switched from ordinary milk to nut milk many years ago, I was incredibly excited to read the Pure Harvest range of nut milks were free from artificial additives, sweeteners and preservatives. 
Pure Harvest is an Australian made, owned and operated family business who have been the market leaders for over 40 years. I use a full range of Pure Harvest nut milks daily. I love using hazelnut and cashew in my healthy recipes or for those blissful pre-bed hot chocolates, while macadamia and creamy oat are perfect addition to the morning coffee. Pure Harvest's new range of nut milks are available now at Woolworths Australia wide. Oh, I love that. It's so funny that you mentioned curries because my dad loves cooking curries and like he's amazing with spices as well. And he's So I feel like I grew up like really understanding flavors of food quite well. I think when you have someone around you that's a good cook, like you naturally kind of can pick it up. And so my daughter, like she's only three and literally her favorite meal that I cook is a fish curry. And it's like, got you know, turmeric and all the spices and herbs and she just loves it. And like so many of my friends are like, how is she eating that at three? I'm like, she's literally been eating it since she was like, you know, 15 months. Like she just loves all the flavors. And yeah, I just feel like kids, kids are never too young to kind of be exposed to that that stuff and it's yeah what are kind of some of your go-to like spice blends for anyone that might be new to this this curry space yeah. well it's funny that you say fish curry but that's something I make every single week and you can make up your spice blend leave it in the cupboard for the whole month so I ask my chef friends and people in India like do you actually blend and toast and do all of that every single day with your spices They're like no we don't do all of that every single day, like they make it easier. They have their blends or they have their toaster and ground spices ready to go. So I think when it when it comes to curries like that, I think we don't need to feel like we're super mums and making everything from scratch every day. So I have a fish curry blend that it's just a few spices in it. It's mustard seeds, turmeric, cashmere chili, um, what else? Cumin, not really a lot to be honest. And you just toast them grind it up and yeah it's just like a flavor bomb for a fish curry which is really delicious oh I love it and they like it does they sound like they are a lot of work curries but they're actually honestly one of the most simple dishes like you're saying because you're just putting it all in the pan and it's it's done it's like a one one pan wonder I like to think of it it's just like and so not many dishes as well Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm sure that you have eaten so many amazing dishes over your journey as, you know, doing your restaurants, being a chef yourself, also, you know, with MasterChef. But is there a meal that has just been a standout to you that you feel like has been one of the best meals you've ever eaten? Oh, gosh, it's hard. I think I really have. It's so I think food is such an incredible vehicle for bringing people together it doesn't matter where you're from which country which culture which language you know brings you together so there's so many nostalgic dishes that I have that I just like this kind of stuck in my mind but gosh one one would be tough I actually I'd probably say I'd probably say crab charcuterie it's a dish that I made in Goa so basically I met a local family. We went crab catching down the backwaters, caught the crab, took it out onto the riverbanks, and we cooked this crab shakuti right there straight away, like fresh crab oh out of the water. Oh, my goodness. Over the fire and, oh, like, the flavor, just so sweet and spicy and coconut-based, and it's just such a memorable dish for me, and the flavor is absolutely insane. 
Amazing. And what a cool experience to have that with, you know, to be there getting it straight out of the ocean and, and eating it. That's amazing. I know. It's I think that's the magic of food for sure. Yeah, definitely. Sarah, with all of the amazing things you've, you know, already achieved and uh, on the horizon for you, what does success actually look and feel like for you? I think success is uh, getting to a point where you're obviously financially stable, you're able to provide a good life for yourself and your family. And I think for me, it is just being able to have the ability to do the things that you love. And I think we all have to go on a path to to get to that point. And there is that hustle along the way, which is we do have to sacrifice at times and 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 push ourselves to the limits. But I think success is that point where you can just do the things that you love, work as much as you want to work doing the things you enjoy and just being able to spend time with your family. I think time is the most precious thing in the world. And yeah, we need to be able to value that and, and use it wisely. Oh, I love that. It's It's so true. We often kind of forget about that as well don't we of not valuing the moment that we're in <laughs> exactly yeah I think honestly you probably realize it as well but the moment you have kids mm. is such a like a slap in the face where it's like you know you live in that moment when you're together with your child you you can't be thinking about everything else you need to really be spending that time with them and yeah I think the moment Phoenix was born was the moment that I realized that I need to be more present and stop mm, you know, yeah. being on my phone or doing these other things, just really valuing that time. Yeah, definitely. How do you incorporate that, I guess, um, concept of being present in when it comes to your work? You know, do you have moments where you really try to just step back and look at what you've achieved and, and you know, be proud? Do you, do you kind of try to have those moments? I, I do now try and be proud and, you know, grateful for where I've gotten to. I think that for a long time, I just kept feeling like I hadn't got there. I hadn't got there, but I really do. Cause I write down a lot of goals and things that I want to achieve or just to give me a bit of motivation. And I've gone back and looked at these lists and I'm like, wow, like I actually achieved all of those things. Like, that is pretty incredible. So I think it's important to look back and go, that's where I was a year ago or six months ago. And this is what I've achieved in that time so that you can give yourself that time to feel grateful and to be proud of what you've achieved. So yeah, I think it's definitely something you need to constantly be checking yourself and bringing your, pulling yourself back into line a little bit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I, I love that. And I, I totally agree because I think sometimes we can constantly be on that like hamster wheel of, you know, you, you want the next thing, the next achievement. And it's like, um, yeah, I guess when you're in that hustle mode, like it really is that, that next thing. And sometimes we do forget to just take those moments to actually step back and think of where we were 12 months ago or two years ago, you know, wishing for these things to be our reality. Um, you spoke about meditation as being one of your main kind of healthy habits. What does your meditation practice look like? Mine is quite simple. I literally, I, I it's something that, because I, I guess like a lot of people, you know, our minds are very active and at times it can feel hard to meditate, but I literally just put on a couple of songs 
and I sit in a quiet place, usually outside or on the grass and just take that time. And, and I just do it as little or as much as I feel like doing at that time and can be from seven minutes to 15 minutes. I don't really do much more than that, but it's just taking that moment. I really just try and clear my mind whenever my mind starts to wander, I just try and bring it back to just feeling grateful and just clearing my mind. And, and I think for me, the calming music really helps and yeah, I keep it simple. I love that. Yeah. It's such a beautiful practice to just kind of reignite that soul and spirit and reconnect you, isn't it? So it's so nice. Yeah. And so it can we- happen. Anywhere. I think, I think that's the other point. I think, you know, through, filming different shows through MasterChef, the stresses were really high. I suffer from migraines as well. So for me, I realized that meditation actually really helps with that. So uh, I just, yeah, take that time. Like it can be in the middle of the day, like in, in the middle of something crazy. And I just go, you know what? I need 10 minutes, walk to a quiet space and just take that time to just regroup, clear the mind, realize that it's not such a big deal. I think we tend to think that it's like the end of the world, you know, this thing that we're doing at the moment, or it's so dramatic, but then you realize I'm just cooking food. Like, why am I stressing out so much? Like, it's just dinner. (laughs) Like, this is not such a big deal. So yeah, just to take that mind, that take that time to regroup. Yeah, oh, I love that. And I guess with all the things that you have experienced and learned over the years, what has been kind of one of the greatest lessons that really stands out to you? Very like distinctive. Where I was in my restaurant in Goa, I was feeling kind of sorry for myself. Like you know, I had to sacrifice a lot to actually start the restaurant and it was really tough and I was definitely out of my depth. And there was one day where this girl came up to me and she tapped me on the shoulder and she was like, ma'am, we've driven for six hours to come and meet you. Like my best friends over there, can you go and meet her? And when I walked over and saw her, she was, her eyes were bawling. She was so excited to see me. And I was just like, it's actually like, what am I thinking? It's not, I'm feeling sorry for myself. Like I'm actually changing people's lives and inspiring them. And I think it just gave me a little bit more meaning to what I was doing and realizing that all these young girls in India and around the world are looking up to the success that I've had and getting inspired really was just, yeah, an extra push for me to, to realize I can actually influence people and give back as well. Wow, that just like, Susan, I nearly had tears when you're talking about that. That is so beautiful and like such an amazing realization on your end as well, because I think it is so easy sometimes to lose perspective of why you're doing what you're doing. And, you know, you also just never know when you will need the people around you as well. So um, I think that is just such a beautiful reminder to everyone, no matter what your situation is to just, you know, cherish the people around you and, and appreciate them. Like I know on the total flip side of like going from being in that hustle and career focused and, you know, having things going in flow to then now becoming a mum and for the last three years, just like navigating that world of motherhood. And now I've got a newborn as well as a toddler and like, I've never needed to lean on my village more. And like, you know, especially my mum and dad, like you just, 
never know when you'll truly need someone. For so many years, I was so independent and doing my thing and kind of didn't need people's support with and Now it's like mentally, I need more than I've ever needed before. Um, and so you do have a different appreciation, but it's like, you know, it's been a big reminder to me to always be checking in even when I'm feeling good, you know, like now that I, I need them. So um, I love that you brought that up. And I think that that's, yeah, just something that we can all definitely take on board, no matter what our situation is, you know, right now. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I think it's very true. And I think culturally in Australia, we want to do everything on our own. We don't want to ask for any help. We don't want to lean on anyone, but And what I've seen from spending the time in India, it's very normal to have this village around you 24-7 since, you know, a young age up until adulthood. So I think it's we should realize that the people around us want to be there for us. And I think they probably love it as well. So it's good to just bring everyone together and lean on each other. Like you said, I think it's really important. It's so nice that you say that because my dad continues to say it to me at the moment. Like, will you just accept help? Will you just realize that we want to be here for you? We want to be helping you. And he always refers to, you know, other cultures and how much he's like, you know, look overseas, like, look how much they just all band together, other cultures and they, you know, live in the same villages. And he's like, you know, we just have this weird way here of like having to do everything ourselves and living so far from our families you know and like this real need for independence when you know we're a family for a reason and we should be banding together and helping each other so um it's a really beautiful way of looking at it I think rather than that yeah feeling like we always need to be so fiercely independent um at times But I love that you touched on all that because they're literally the conversations that I've been having, yeah, over the last few weeks. It's um, yeah, so I'm really glad that you touched on all of that. But I guess to finish off today's chat, um, I did want to touch on your ambassadorship with Wonderlust because I know that you were hosting their up and coming True North event, um, and I believe it's an event that so many you know listeners of the podcast would absolutely love. It's a day full of meditation and yoga and music, um, and just those real good good feeling healthy vibes um what can people expect from the event yeah so I think true north is an incredible event that has been around for a very long time and now here in Australia which is really exciting and I think it it touches on all of the things that we just spoke about it is really about um first of all the practice so things like yoga and meditation but it's also about inspiration so there's lots of different talkers coming in that will be sharing their journey and and how they've gotten through different challenges in life so it's very inspiring there's music i realize we really have spoken about pretty much all of this but music and art um also about the community so yeah bringing everyone together to be able to have those conversations and yeah, to also give back as well. So, um, you know, doing good for the community. So there's lots of great people coming in. So Adam Goods, who he has the most incredible career and has faced a lot throughout his career. So he'll be talking about that journey and um, giving his tips of, of how he got through his situation. Um, we've got music from Nick Littlemore, he is, um, yeah, really inspiring with his his music. So I think there's just lots of uh, people that are coming together to, I think, 
it's it's a really transformative kind of experience where you get a little bit of everything and I think it just gives back to us what we need in everyday life to touch on these different pillars of of areas of health to give us a really you know balanced and amazing life so I think it's going to be a really fun event and and lots of great talks and 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 different experiences Amazing. Yeah, I think collectively, like it's definitely, you know, they're the things that we need to be immersing ourselves in more and more at the moment, especially after the last, you know, few years. And I always find events like that just so beautiful in being able to be inspired by certain things that you feel you might not have tried before, um, but you take them home and inject that healthy habit into your life. And it can just be such a huge, you know, over time, it can actually have such a huge positive impact on the way that you show up in everyday life. And yeah, I always love being immersed in those spaces and, you know, the different people and, and things that you can learn and hear about um, are always amazing. So, um, yeah, thank you for sharing that. I know it's definitely something that listeners would get something out of. And they're in Sydney and Melbourne. Is that correct? Yes. So it's in Sydney this weekend and then Melbourne um, the weekend after. So the 23rd in Melbourne. And, yeah, I think it's, it's like you said, just a really – immersive experience and there's going to be a lot more of these happening so I just think that it's it's great for everyone to build that community of like-minded people and you don't need to be uh, an extremist with living this kind of lifestyle it could be the first time you've ever meditated it's just about getting it getting into a position where you have these little influences from lots of different pillars and you might realize that you know it could just be yoga that you want to do, or it might be just the inspirational stories from everyone from the community. So I think you can never underestimate just how much you take from these kind of experiences where you really have so much coming together in one space. So I think, um, yeah, it's perfect for everyone to, to really experience. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today. I've absolutely loved getting to know you and hearing more about your journey and your healthy habits. So thank you very much for your time. Thank you. It's uh, yeah, been amazing to chat and um, yeah, really loved it. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. For any products mentioned in today's show, please check the show notes below and hit the direct links. If you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at The Healthy Hustlers on Instagram and send through a direct message. Until next week, don't forget to invest in you.